When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday, July 20th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, the day has arrived. There will be baseball in Cleveland. It will be the Indians against a team wearing a different uniform. This will be the first time this year. Uh, can you express how excited you are to show up at the ballpark tonight and see real baseball? <laughs> I don't know what we've been watching the last uh, 10 days. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to see another team at, at Progressive Field. and. Uh, the Indians playing them. It's you know with different uniforms, a little different, uh, different uh, tension and uh, a little different uh, competitiveness between the two teams. So that's that's good. As long as Spectrum, you know, carry gets or, or there's no screw up in the uh, in the cable uh, the cable industry when because the game Trying from to get Saturday to didn't, Network, didn't yeah. make it didn't make it on Spectrum. Lots of people. I've been hearing from lots of upset people. Well, uh, are you listening, Spectrum? If you're out there, make sure you got it. Uh, I think I have UVerse, so I'll I'll be able to watch uh, from from mine and, and and catch it when when the game's on tonight. Actually, it's, it's on, sports it's on STO, so we'll be able yeah. to get it no matter what. Yeah, we're okay. Uh, let's backtrack though. Like you you alluded to there, the uh, the game on Saturday that saw the Indians take on the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Uh, Zach Plesac had a, had a, a strong outing, uh, went I believe six innings, and you know five by, innings. five innings by all yeah. accounts, you know had everything working for himself, uh, was able to to get in and out of trouble uh, on the mound, and then at the end of the game, the Indians decided to to put it together against the the Pirates bullpen, um, and and really you know put up four runs in the eighth inning and, and won the game. Yeah, you know, Christian Arroyo helped his cause to make the club with a, a three-run double in the eighth inning to tie the score. And then uh, Yu Chang um, came through again with a, with an RBI double to put him ahead. They added a run in the, fifth, in the ninth on a, uh, a, a, um, an Allen, uh, Greg Allen a single. And uh, away they went, five to three. They beat the, they beat the uh, Pirates after tra- trailing them for, you know, seven innings. Uh, any concern about the way that the the Indians starters or the guys who are going to be the regulars, the particularly the top four or five in the lineup, uh, Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana, uh, looked against Joe Musgrove, who I, I believe is going to be the opening day starter for the the Pirates. 
yeah, he was very good. Musgrove was very good. And uh, uh, the Indians, I think, uh, <laughs> not, their, their top four guys did not do a whole lot. Uh, Lindor had a single. Um, I think uh, Hernandez had a, uh, had a single, and that was about it. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, a cautionary tale, I guess. You know, I think um, they finally saw a different pitcher. A guy in, in, I think, the game situation was ramped up a little bit. This wasn't an inter-squad game. And, uh, you know, it, this, that's going to happen. And uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see uh, how they handle uh, tonight, uh, Monday night here against uh, the Pirates. And But, uh, you know, the thing I'm curious, Joe, is will they, you know, when they open the season against um, Kansas, City. Kansas City's Danny Duffy, lefty, will they bat his – Francona going to bat those four lefties at in one, two, three, four. What do you think? I I can't imagine that he he would I, I, that he's been that's been his lineup since the beginning of this this summer camp is Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, and Santana at the top, followed by Reyes. Uh, the, the real point of intrigue for me is going to be who bats behind Reyes in the five spot. Is Jordan Luplo going to be healthy enough to to maybe get in there and either DH or play in the field uh, is does he put Tyler Naquin out there? Tyler Naquin can hit lefties. We know that. Yeah. Uh, does Tyler, do you break Tyler Naquin up or you put Tyler Naquin up to break up maybe Reyes and Domingo Santana as, as the, the sixth hitter uh, who knows what he's going to do there. But yeah, I, I don't think there's, there's much question that those, those top four guys are going to be the, the four switch hitters. Yeah, that's I'm I'm curious to see that, and obviously they're switch hitters for a reason. So all they have to do is bat righty against uh, against Duffy, and uh, Duffy had his a world of trouble against the, the Tribe in his career. So we'll see how that works out. Well, and I I believe it's it's Brad Keller, the 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 Royals pitcher who's supposed to be their opening day starter, but he's uh, still dealing with COVID nineteen and a coronavirus uh, right, diagnosis. Exactly. He's still coming back from that. Yeah, he was supposed to, you know, get the opening day start, and now they they switched over to Duffy. So we'll see we'll see how that works out Friday night. All right. Well, Sunday night uh, back here at Progressive Field, Shane Bieber, the Indians' opening day starter, was on the mound in a simulated game. Uh, there was no defense. the The tarp was still half on the field while while Bieber was out there pitching, but. Uh, none of that mattered. It was still Bieber and a live at bat against uh, a lineup of his teammates, and Bieber looked really good. Uh, nine strikeouts in four innings of work. Uh, he had to, uh, you know, he, he threw about 75 to 80 pitches, which was right about where he wanted to be. I, I guess Tito said prior to the, the outing that they weren't going to try and push him. You know, they were going to try and go a little – Go a little easy with this to keep him fresh for Friday. But if he was taking it easy, there, there, there was no indication that he was doing so. I mean, this was Bieber going out there and attacking uh, everybody in the Indians lineup. That's nine, nine strikeouts and he faces 12 batters. That's, <laughs> that's not too bad. That's... No, he did, he did give up four hits, and one of them went – I still don't think the, uh, the Framil Reyes home run uh, has landed. Framil hit an absolute bomb against him in the, the final inning, the fourth inning, but it was just a solo home run. It, it, hit, it hit the steps in straightaway center field uh, that lead to Heritage Park. So we're, we're trying to figure out and uh, I guess without the stat cast uh, how far that was. 
but that was an, an absolute blast. Beaver said afterwards uh, that Framil was in the dugout trying to – he had struck out twice, and Framil was trying to, uh, you know, put guys up in the, the, the batting order. Uh, he, he had Chang bat in place of him so that he could get another at-bat against <laughs> Beaver before the, the night was over. And Beaver said he tried to sneak a, a high fastball by him, and, and Framil was ready, and he hit, he hit that ball a long way. Well, that's good to see because Fran Mills kind of had an up and down spring training too. They, uh, the Indians definitely need him to be on the rise when the season starts. And, and that was, that, that was the case there in that last at bat. I, I, what, what's your feeling about right now, the, the Indians lineup, obviously it's not the, the, the kind of guys that the twins can roll out there. That lineup that hit 300 home runs last season uh, can pretty much strike fear into the hearts of, of, of any pitching rotation. But the Indians are, are going to score some runs this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you've got those four switch hitters at the top of the order. I mean, that's going to – I mean, that, that's your bread and butter right there. They, they will drive the offense. You know, I think Naquin has, has looked great this spring uh, or summer camp. Uh, you know, um, he swung the bat really well. He looks healthy. You know, you've got Mercado coming off a good rookie year. You can put him down there at the, you know, in the bottom half of the of the lineup. We still don't know about Domingo Santana. You know, I'm not I'm not sure where he's at uh, physically and and where he's at with the bat, but he's come on a little bit. Uh, Perez is, you know, Roberto Perez has you know showed power last year, um, and I think that was encouraging. His ankle is feeling better, uh, so you know I think uh, they're going to be a decent lineup. I don't know if you, I think, you know, I, I, I'm with you, Joe. I think we, we're going to see a little bit of, uh, we're going to see some speed. We're going to see, you know, I think they, they might run a little bit more than, than they have. Uh, I mean, I know they, you know, they, what, they finished fourth and fourth in all of baseball, I think is stolen bases or fourth in the American league last year. So, but I think you're, you're going to see them utilize that and uh, going first to third and, Maybe play a little bit of not not small ball, but just smart baseball. What do you think? What are your impressions of Hernandez at the top of the lineup? Uh, obviously, Lindor is going to move to the third spot, and and his RBI totals will go up. They 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 just have to. But is Hernandez what the Indians need at the top of the order? I really haven't, you know, I really haven't gotten a feel for him yet, Joe. I, I uh, <clears throat> he's. Uh, you know, I think he's he's shown in the past that he's you know he's a steady player. He's you know he's a grinder kind of. He, he plays every day. You know he'll I think he feels more comfortable in the leadoff spot where that's where he spent most of his career. Um, you know I don't know about his power. I think what he hit 16, 17 home runs last mm -hmm. year. How does that uh, you know translate to a sixty game schedule? Um, but I think he'll, you know, I think he's going to concentrate on getting on base. That's why they did it. That's why they made the move. So, and he can run a little bit. He's not real fast, but you know, he can. He, he knows what he's doing on the bases. So that's going to set up Ramirez, Lindor, and Santana. Does Jose Ramirez strike out too much to be the number two hitter? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great point. Um, you know, and and Ramirez to me, I I don't know. He's he's he just, um, you know, I haven't seen him drive the ball much this spring. Um, even in spring training, uh, the first spring training in February, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he, 
he starts hot, you know, and stays hot. You know, we do. They the last thing the Indians need is for him to, uh, you know, open uh, and go, you know, oh for sixty or you know one two for forty like he did last season. I mean, that's they can't have that, and uh, especially out of your number two hitter. Well, if that happens, how how long before we see Yu Chang come up and and yeah. take a spot? Because uh, holy cow, you you're right. You can't let it go too long past 15 games. Maybe you you've got 15 to 20 games to to prove that you're in the right spot. Uh, I that was the only thing with with this stacking the four switch hitters at the top of the lineup that I guess I I'm still sort of the jury's still out for me is Ramirez in that two hole. Is he going to make enough contact and put enough balls in play to be of a, a value there? I, he's going to hit home runs. He's going to get RBIs. He's going to get his hits. I, I think we're, we're past the point where he was in that, that big slump last year. He, he corrected things by the end of the year. He was as hot as Jose Ramirez has ever been. So I think he's, he's all right. I just don't know if the, the strikeouts are going to be you know, low enough. It, you, you strike out in that number two spot. You've done the the whole point of dropping Lindor is, is gone. So yeah, that's know. a great point. And uh, you know, he, uh, you know, if if he saw the Jose Ramirez from four or five years ago or three years ago that you know hit the ball all over the field and wasn't so pull happy as he's become, you know, you could see him in the number two spot. But uh, you know, is he really going to bunt? Is he going to bunt when oh. Hernandez? gets on base, I, I can't see that. I, no. I just don't see that. And that's why maybe, you know, if, if, if this, you know, if it, if he doesn't have success there, maybe you move Mercado up to, to that spot or. Um, you know, Mercado's, Mercado's going to strike out his fair yeah. share too. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. Uh, I, I, otherwise I think Tito would have already done that. I think Tito would have already kept Mercado in that spot if uh, he wasn't, you know, worried about Mercado's strikeouts. Because Jose Ramirez, let's be honest, is a, is a five hitter in this lineup. He's the he's the perfect number five hitter in this lineup. Yeah. But I I think Tito thinks he needs to put him up there, and he just has faith that that Jose is going to put the bat on the ball. And it's going to be really a test of Francona. Francona is so loyal to these guys. But mm-hmm. how far does your loyalty stretch in a sixty game season? I mean, you got to do the math, right? I mean, right. He, he would not take Ramirez out of the lineup last year when he was going through that slump, but he had 162 games to play with. Now you're sitting there, like you were saying, you're, you're 15 games out into this thing and you're, you know, struggling, you're hitting, you know, 150. What do you do? I mean, how much patience do you show? And that's exactly what Ramirez was doing last year, six, uh, 15 games into the season. He was hitting 150. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's move on. Let's uh, look forward, I guess, to, uh, tonight's game, Monday's game, uh, we have, I believe, I believe it's Carrasco on the mound, or is it no, Clevenger? Clevenger. Clevenger. Clevenger's pitching. <laughs> there you go, Clevenger. <laughs> Clevenger was, uh, you know, not necessarily sharp his last two times out uh, in inner squad games. So this is a big start for him. Yeah, definitely. You know, I asked uh, Tito uh, when they were in Pittsburgh. Uh, Saturday night if uh, they were thinking about maybe holding him back or moving him back into rotation and he said no they think uh, what happened to him in his last time out where he kind of lost some confidence in his you know surgically uh, repaired left knee that he didn't you know he didn't think his body was trusting that his knee would lock up and and hold hold uh, the delivery 
as he you know transferred his weight and energy uh you know to the to the plate um that it was more mental than physical and uh that he had no pain and uh that you know this is it so you know this is a critical start for him i think this is a big start to see if he's turned a corner he said he found something in his last inning and we'll see if uh, you know he still is, has got a hold on that and and that's that's the one thing that really stood out from that last outing for Clevenger was that he did say he he figured something out he found it and corrected it mike clevenger has been really good at making not just adjustments game to game outing to outing but inning to inning in his starts, he he knows how to correct, you know, what his positioning is, what his delivery, what's falling in and out of his delivery and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's an expert at that. So, you know, hopefully we see the the results of, of any kind of tinkering he did and just, just get through tonight healthy, just get through Wednesday night healthy and get us to the point where we can finally, you know, look forward to opening on Friday with a full roster of guys who are, are healthy and ready to go. Uh, and that really is uh, you're, you're facing the majority of the teams you're going to face are in that same position. Yeah. And what, what do you think of, how do you think, see the uh, rotation shaken out, Joe? Uh, I, you know, Bieber, Clevenger, Carrasco at the top. And then I think Savali has more than proven uh, oh what, what he's able he's, to do. He's, he's, he's been fantastic. Yeah, and that dates the- back to, to spring training one. Yeah. I, he he yeah. was good there. And, and, and based on Saturday night's results, just you have to look uh, on its face. You know, Plesak was the one with, with the starters in Pittsburgh, and Adam Plutko was the one uh, back in Cleveland pitching a simulated game. Uh, to me, that means Terry Francona's pretty much already made up his mind. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, uh, you know, you've got Plutko. He's out of options. Uh, he proved himself, to me at least, last year how valuable he can be. And let's say a guy like Clevenger isn't ready to go five, six innings. You then you carry Plutko in a bullpen. He can come in, relieve Clevenger, and get you to the late inning relievers. Because you don't want to burn through guys like uh, Hunter Wood, Phil Maton, uh, early in a, in a, you know, having those guys come in in the fifth inning or the fourth inning if they, if they have to, if, if uh, you know, Clevenger struggles. Uh, do we know, is he planning on, on going five innings tonight? Is that what? I think it's four or five innings. Four or so five I innings, because he was four innings the last time. So I think five innings were, you know, he's, he's not going to be fully stretched out. Clevenger was confident earlier that, that he'd, be, he'd be up to 100 pitches by this, you know, the, after yeah. tonight. Uh, he's not going to be there. So That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to have uh, – Adam Plutko's shouldn't be worried about making the 30-man roster. Uh, he should be worried about staying on it beyond, you know, a couple weeks from now. But he'll he'll definitely be with the club as they as they break camp. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And uh, you know, the guy that's kind of interesting to me, Joe, is Mayton. You know, he pitched the ninth inning in sa- Saturday night and, and got the save. Uh, he's had a pretty good spring, uh, spring training one and spring training two. He's you know he's come on and uh, you know the way that they. They've churned this bullpen so much over the last three years that it's interesting that to see guys like Maton and Karen Check and and uh, uh, Hunter Wood maybe if he can come on and and you know with Simber and we know about Perez we know about Simber Hoyt maybe you know that's kind of a question a little question mark by his name but you know we're going to get a look at a lot of different guys in that the, pen the question mark uh, next to James Hoyt's name. 
uh, Tito mentioned, they're waiting for his arm speed to come around. And the, the velo is not there right now for him. And that's part of the problem. He got knocked around pretty good in last night's simulated game. Uh, he, he went, I believe, two innings. And in both of those innings, he was giving up, uh, you know, hits all over the ballpark. It, yeah, if it's, if it's a physical thing, who knows, or if it's just a matter of needing to get stretched out and feel comfortable. This is a guy who had two surgeries at the same time, you know, last year. And, you know, at this point last year was just sort of rounding back into shape and, and taking the field in, in AAA. Uh, so he's a question mark, but they like him. They like his competitiveness. Uh, he showed some of that last year with the big league club when he came up. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a little bit to like about him there. It's just a matter of getting him back to where he needs to be, you know, with his arm speed, uh, according to Tito, uh, really as the, as the roster decisions are going to be starting to be sort of reveal themselves, uh, the big one, I think that that's hanging out there and, Tito keeps alluding to these tough conversations he's going to have to have uh, is, is in the outfield where you've got a crowded mix right now. Uh, DeShields going on the injured list sort of helps clear one of those spots. But uh, Jake Bowers apparently right now, as long as Jordan Luplo is healthy, Jake Bowers appears to be the odd man out because of the way that Bradley Zimmer has played. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, if, if this was a traditional season, traditional spring, you know, I don't think there's any question that Zimmer would be, be headed toward Buffalo or would be playing, I mean, Buffalo, Columbus right now, you know, getting 200, 300, 400 bats and, and maybe then join the Indians. But he's had such a good, you know, uh, summer camp. Um, he swung the bat well. Um, so what do you do with him? You know, that he's, he's, you know, I think he's forced himself into the picture here. And Luplo, we don't know about with his back. You know, he's taking some at-bats over the weekend, so he's getting better. Seems like he's moving in the right direction. And, uh, you know, they really like him, you know, against lefties. So uh, it's, 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 a crowd, it's a crowd out there. The, the thing that, that's going to be frustrating is that Jake Bowers is sort of starting to, to, to display signs of some of that maturity that he needed to find and, and figuring things out at the plate, you know, to, to a degree. It's just not enough soon enough, I guess, for for what the Indians need right now. And if if you're looking, on one hand, you've got Bradley Zimmer who can hit the ball out of the ballpark to left field as a as a left-handed hitting outfielder, and he's a plus defender in the outfield versus Jake Bowers, who's not a plus defender in the outfield and is still sort of figuring things out at the plate. Uh, to me, the decision is, is pretty simple. Uh, Jake Bowers, who has an option, is is going to be training in Eastlake uh, at the end of this week. Yeah, and um, a, a guy like Greg Allen, how do you see him? Uh, I, I know that they like it. They would just like to see him strike out less. The, the kind of hitter that he needs to be is the guy who puts the bat on the ball. And, and Greg Allen, I think, still, you know, he tr he's trying to hit too many home runs. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, with the with the extra inning rule now, you've got if you keep Zimmer, if you keep Allen, you've got two guys who can you know pinch run there, or hopefully they're on, you know they open the inning on second base or what, I mean no, but you get pinch run and it really gives you an advantage. Do you, but do you need two of those guys? Do you need two of those guys or just one? Well, I, you might only need one, but I think Zimmer, we've seen the defense that Bradley Zimmer can bring, and, and that's important too. You can put him in 
yeah, in the outfit. He's probably you're, playing in the outfit. You're, well, you're not – you're definitely not playing Framil Reyes or Domingo Santana beyond the sixth inning in the outfield. Uh, that's, yeah. that's for sure. So, at some point, he's going to get innings out there. Uh, just be, I, I love the idea of an outfield that has Bradley Zimmer in left or center next to Oscar Mercado, and then you throw a Tyler Naquin out there in right. That's a great defensive outfield. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? And, and heck, if, if Delano DeShields gets healthy and can, can contribute to the team in some way, right. his, his biggest contribution to the team could be defensively in the outfield. Yeah, and he can run too. You know, he's right. got great speed. So, yeah. All right, looking forward to tonight. Hoinsey will be at the ballpark providing all of our information and, and updates uh, from the Indians press box. First time we're, we're getting to see what the, uh, what the, the Indians can, can do and against a team that's wearing a different uniform. It'll be a lot to look forward to. Hoinsey, good yeah. luck tonight, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow uh, postgame on the Indians baseball, uh, Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Play ball, Joe. Let's go. 